0: Hey friends, and welcome to episode 208 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman-Kornick, time management coach and author of Time Management Essentials. And in this episode, I'm teaming up with today's guest to decode two of the most commonly used, maybe even overused, time management and productivity buzzwords. Back when I was a college student at Louisiana State University, one of my classes had 998 other students in it. It was a business management class taught in a huge auditorium by the most popular professor on campus, Carrie Solly. Y'all, this guy was amazing. Every time we had an exam, he played classic rock over the speakers and dressed up as a football player, pads, helmets, everything to get us pumped up like a pep rally for the test. His enthusiasm about management is probably one of the reasons why I remember the importance of being an effective and an efficient manager. And since college, I've come across those two words a lot, effective and efficient. So when today's guest, Jillian Dolberry, reached out with the idea of diving into what it really means to be efficient and effective, not just the textbook version we learned in school, but what it actually looks like in real life, in the trenches, juggling work, life, family, and all the things. If you want to be an efficient, effective team member, An efficient, effective boss, manager, volunteer, or even parent? Make sure you listen to every second of this episode all the way to the end because this conversation is just for you. But first, let me introduce you to today's guest, Jillian Dolberry. Jillian Dolberry is an online business manager and team strategist for women entrepreneurs. And she's also the host of the Grace filled CEO podcast. In addition to devoting her heart and time to her family, she helps busy women honor their values and find consistent grace while trying to leave every business better than she found it. Jillian has become a master of setting up boundaries, systems, and navigating hard conversations with her honor everyone in the room approach. In today's conversation with Jillian, we chat about how she balances running not one, but two businesses with family, friends, and self-care. She talks about how to adopt a mindset of peace at work and in your home. Then she shares practical ways to set boundaries and maintain them. Super helpful. And of course, we dive into the difference between being effective and efficient and how to balance both for maximum impact. And as usual, you know you can find all the details for this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 208. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show
1: on the road. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna dearman Cornick.
0: Hey Jillian and welcome to It's About Time. I'm so excited to spend time with you on
2: the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here too. It's always a joy being in your presence. So to get to record this with you, I'm really excited. Uh, well,
0: thank you. The, the pleasure is all mine. And I love that we're getting to hang out again after we had the opportunity to chat for an episode of your podcast. Yes. Which then brings me to, because you have a podcast, you have a lot of things going on. So I would love to know. Tell us all, how do you spend your
2: time these days? Well, I have two kiddos. One is eight, and then my daughter's almost four. So, I have an eight year old boy for almost four year old girl. They keep us very busy. We have we are like at the soccer field on the weekends. My daughter isn't in as many activities yet, which we are so grateful for because that's just another thing to the calendar. But eventually, I'm sure we will add her to that list and my husband and I actually also have a real estate business that we work on together, so that is fun. We actually enjoy working together, which is lovely, which I think that you and your husband enjoy working together too. so we, we have that do in most days yeah, most days but my husband's also an elementary p e teacher, so we yes, we are very busy, but it is full of really wonderful things, and so we love spending our time at home. We're kind of homebodies, but we also love to travel and do fun things. A couple of years ago, we got into the rhythm of doing uh, couples trips at uh, all-inclusive resorts. And that has been so amazing. So that's something that we're planning for this next year as well. And uh, always something that we're looking forward to. I love it.
0: Where's your favorite place that you've visited recently?
2: Ooh, so I would have to say Curacao. Okay. Yes, it is an island off of Venezuela and it was incredible The people were amazing We uh, went off of the resort one day and it was so beautiful and most everybody like speaks English as well so it's kind of it's just like a a nice friendly place for a little American to go and find their way around and it was wonderful so we really enjoyed it Nice. Okay. I'm going to have
0: to put that on the list. So tell me a little bit about the activities that you're running around too. You said that your son's doing soccer, your daughter's not doing quite as many. Right now I have two girls in tap ballet combo class and they're both on the same (laughs) night. So we're doing pretty good with keeping the activities at bay right now, but I know that they're going to come because I was such an activity kid that it's probably going to just be hereditary. That
2: and I feel, I feel like it's just fun. So what, what, what are you running around to? So we do a uh, soccer in Taekwondo with my oldest and my daughter actually has soccer at her daycare. And I love this about daycares. <laughs> they, when they bring in the activities and they do it while they're there, I'm like, thank you so much that <laughs> I don't have to like, go to another place after, you know, daycare is closed or whatever to take them to another thing. So it's really, really yeah. wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. what else does life look like? You've told us a little bit
0: about the personal side. You yes. are the mom taxi that so many of us are. You love to go on trips and um, you know do the resort thing. So what else? What, is, what does work look like? Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, work, it kind of has evolved over time. When I first kind of went into my business full time, I was – still really holding to a part-time hour schedule. And the older my kids have gotten and the more routine they have gotten, it's been easier to accommodate like a little bit more work and be able to kind of be more flexible with those hours. And honestly, I've really loved that transition. I, you know, a lot of people who own a business like say they got into it because they love it. And, you know, I'll, you're either on you're either on either one side of the fence or the other you're either working all the time or you're really enjoying what you're doing and maybe it's both but for me it's definitely an outlet for me and something that I feel like uses my god-given gifts and so it gives me energy to work mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful that this season of life is allowing me to live that to the fullest
0: awesome so
2: how do you how do you serve what what do you do in your business yeah so I am an online business manager and a team strategist and basically what I do is I help CEOs manage their day-to-day operations and their team. And when I say manage their team, I you know do all the logistics, making sure everybody has everything they need to be successful in their role, but also helping the CEO care for their team, building a strong team culture, helping them the team members feel seen and cared mm-hmm. for. And I think that that is something that gets lost in busyness and multitasking and having a lot of things on our plate, and so it's really relationship-focused what I do.
0: Really? So online business manager who helps CEOs not only get the day-to-day work done, but also take care of their team in a way that builds long-term relationships and sort of has everyone singing from the same song sheet and playing on the same team.
2: Yes, absolutely. And something else that that I don't really, it's not something I market as a deliverable necessarily, but one thing that my clients tell me I help them with the most is protecting their time because I'm able to be the buffer between them and all the needs that they have or that scream at them on a daily basis that their business needs from them. So that, that fills me with a lot of joy knowing that I'm able to help people that way. Yeah,
0: I love that. Um I'm curious, tell me a little bit about the types of CEOs and their businesses that you work with. And I I ask this question because and I really hate it, but so often when I hear the word CEO, I picture a man in a suit behind a big desk in a high-rise building. So can you tell me a little bit about who
2: you're serving? Yeah, absolutely. So what's interesting in you saying that is I worked with somebody one time that said, the term CEO is triggering to me <laughs> because she used to work in corporate and I did too. That was my very first job was I was actually a corporate graphic designer, fun fact. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you have ever been in a corporate environment or you are in a corporate environment, hearing the term CEO may not have a positive tone for you. But the women that I work with are very family-driven they're very values driven, but they also own really successful businesses. And most of them are service providers. I really love working with women who serve other businesses or who serve other women because there is such a wonderful give and take with that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it just feeds this really wonderful cycle between people where we can kind of give to other people and support them. And I believe it just, it's a wonderful cultural mindset shift for people to be able to sit in the fact that they are, they're on mission with their business. Mm-hmm. It's not just a means to an end or means to a paycheck. It is an actual mission and a vision that that they have.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really special, and yeah. I think that's something that more and more people, women, whether you are currently in a nine to five professional style role or you have a business, you want to start a business, there is there seems to be such more of an emphasis on mission. Do you, is. This is not what we were planning to talk about, but do you think that's a generational thing? <laughs> um, what What is it that you think sets apart these business owners, these CEOs that are really more mission-driven?
2: I hope that it's generational because I feel like that means that it is having a greater impact and we are learning more and doing better and able to take steps to make corrective moves in the way that we do things that supports people better so you know I I don't I don't know the full answer to that question but I do hope that it is bigger than what we are just seeing right in front of us yeah
0: yeah I mean I I love that Uh, a generation of mission-driven professionals and business owners only seems like it could be a really great thing moving forward that's and what you said about how the work that you do is so fulfilling because of that cycle of you help others who are then helping others and it continues. That's a lot of the way I feel about being a time management coach because I am not the one who is, you know, I think about some of my clients right now engaged in recruiting or I am not the nurse practitioner who is working with patients. I am not in those specific roles, but in helping those individuals learn how to leverage their time better, I feel like I'm able to be kind of the beginning of a ripple effect. And I think that that's something really special about those of us who are in support roles for other professionals, for other business owners. We kind of get to amplify their impact.
2: Yes, I love the way that you said that. That's exactly right, the ripple effect. So
0: Jillian, you have kiddos that are You said you have an eight and almost four-year-old. Now I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and life is wild with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I bet it is. (laughs) And you have your business as an online business manager supporting a number of different CEOs. So you have your hands in multiple businesses running, helping leaders run their businesses. Plus you and your husband have... A real estate business, and I know you you have other things going on in your life, like family and friendships, and taking care of yourself. I've got to know, like, how exactly? How do you do it all? How are you doing all of this that you do? What's your secret?
2: <laughs> the question of the year: How do <laughs> I do it all? That's funny. I we were actually sharing with someone at our church the other day that I was joining Zach in the real estate endeavors and. Uh, he looked at the both of us and he said, well, then you are very busy. And I said, you know what? We are, but everything we're doing matters. And that is what, that's what makes it all worth it to us. But how do I do it? I feel like, so when you were on my podcast, you shared some incredible wisdom with me and I have taken that to heart very much so. And I, as I'm planning my week and I, I plan my week every week, but as I plan my week, I use the bold, what did you say? The boulders, big rocks, big rocks and the pebbles. Yes. My boulders are what gets missed for me or they are what I ignore sometimes when other things seem louder. And so I have really tried to focus on making the boulders my routine instead of fitting them into my calendar so part of that is like right now I'm doing Pilates a couple of days a week, which has been so amazing. And it's not just working out or exercising. It's finding like what works for you, like what makes you feel good. And that's something that really gives me life. And then I really try to make time to love on my people. And that could look like a coffee date with a friend. It could look like a day out shopping. It could look like Putting together a little flower arrangement and dropping it off at their door, or seeing that we have a new neighbor and connecting with them. It could be, you know, just checking in on a friend who just had a baby and seeing if they need anything, or just telling them praying for them. It's just little things like that. Like connecting with people one on one gives me energy to do all the other things that I feel like I can pour out. So that's a that's a big thing for me.
0: Uh, You know, I love that because the way that we are energized is so different from person to person it's very individual it so it yeah some of us may need to prioritize that alone rest reflective time in order to have the energy to do whatever it is that you do and then there are others who need to prioritize doing something active and and Movement oriented, and then others need to prioritize, like you said, loving on and pouring into other people in order to have the energy
2: to show up in the best way possible. I find myself asking myself the question a lot what is right right now? Because mm-hmm. everything feels urgent, everything feels important, everybody needs you every 10 mm-hmm. seconds, and I have I find myself saying, okay, what is right right now? Who who needs me most? Or where am I needed most? Or what do I need most? And that has really helped lead me in decision making as far as what comes first. And then I would also just be completely amiss to not share that we have a lot of help. Like, we have a wonderful family who lives close, who helps us with the kids a lot. And They make all of these lovely trips possible for us. My husband is extremely supportive. We have, you know, we outsource things in our home, like house cleaning and those kinds of things. And that has been one of the best gifts to myself is having someone come and clean my home for me. Mm -hmm. And then also my husband and I work together as a team and it's hard to describe how that works, but from a very very early time in our marriage, we had to be flexible with each other. And that meant some days I am home with the the kid all day and he he comes home and then I work for a couple of hours. Or maybe while he got his master's degree, he was the one working in the evenings while he got his real estate license again. And so we just have always had this flexible nature with each other of saying, being able to look at each other and say, what do you need right now? go take what you need. And I think that we've gotten, we've made that a rhythm for our conversations. And that has allowed those things to come a lot easier. Yeah. Did that happen naturally after the two of you got married?
0: Or was that something that you had to work on the give and the take? I'm not sure
2: anything happens naturally. <laughs> anything that is like positive, I feel like we have to work at all of it. And that's just the nature of living with someone and loving someone well is learning how to best serve them. And that's something that we really had to figure out on our own. And, mm-hmm. you know, the people around us, the examples we had around us, they don't necessarily need to have those conversations. And so, while I do think that everyone could benefit from having that rhythm in their conversations in marriage or in relationships, it's just not always the first thing that you have to address. But for us, it was one of the first things. And so I'm really grateful that it that seems to be working well for us. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think telling that really points to the importance of a partnership.
2: Yes. In
0: in your relationships when it comes to Success in other areas of your life. You know, my husband and I, Scott and I, we work together in my business. We also have studio pizza productions where we edit podcasts and YouTube videos, and we have to work together well in order for those things to function. But when your spouse is not directly in a business with you, you know, maybe they have a job and you have a job, or they have a business and you have a job, or vice versa that understanding and that support is a really important ingredient in whatever success that you have and i think we kind of forget about that as an important ingredient sometimes you know as a as a secret to how we get things done it's not just about a productivity hack or using an app to have someone come pick up your laundry while that is awesome sometimes the productivity hack isn't a hack at all it starts with the foundation of Having a solid relationship. Yes. So
2: the question if for us is what looks like support to you right now? We we know when each other is stressed. And I would I would be willing to guess that you know when Scott is stressed and vice versa. And so when we see that in each other, sometimes I think the natural ability The natural thing for me is to get defensive. Oh, he's stressed? Well, I'm stressed too. (laughs) We're all stressed. We're all tired. But at the (laughs) end of the day, if I see that he is struggling with something or he feels like he is pulled in many different directions, or if he needs something that he's neglecting because he feels like he has to do X, Y, and Z first, asking the question, what looks like support to you just kind of lets them relax their shoulders and open the door to have that conversation of what they need.
0: Yeah. Speaking of just relaxing your shoulders and being able to clearly and confidently share what it is you need, whether that is in terms of emotional support, or it's a business owner, one of your CEOs who needs help with something specific in the business, in terms of logistics, in terms of team support, I mean, so, so many of us are walking around with our shoulders scrunched up to our ears and we're tense and we have so much pressure on us as leaders in whatever way that we lead, whether we're a leader in our nine to five job or a leader as a CEO in a business or, you know, whatever shape that takes. What advice do you have for releasing some of that, some of that pressure, um, for yourself, you know, maybe, maybe you're the one who's, who's feeling the pressure and you just need to not explode, but you need to move forward in some
2: productive way. You know, how have you experienced that before? What advice do you have there? This is a great question for me (laughs) because I really, really struggle with this. And we're talking about like our shoulders being up in our ears, that's me constantly. And I think that that is somewhat of a learned, can be learned behavior and somewhat of a trauma response. And I don't wanna go too deep into that because everybody's journey is different and everybody has different traumas and views trauma differently. But ultimately, I think what has been most impactful for me is giving myself permission to realize that similar is not same. So if something is similar, it could trigger us into this like reactive response, this fight or flight response. But that doesn't mean it's the same situation, which then gives us power to make a choice to do things differently. But then also giving ourselves permission to choose something differently. And just because – like if if I am all constantly reacting to things and I'm noticing that my body is having a physical response mm-hmm. to my lifestyle or the level of stress that I'm having, then that is telling me that there is a red flag. There is a – I need to triage what is happening because I can't survive when everything is red. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a
0: little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things I think a lot of times we think that we have to push past or push through those feelings in order to get things done and make things happen, but it's really hard to be effective
2: when you're a little ball of stress. Yes, I had a, a podcast episode with Kelsey Flatterer, and my question to her was, she's dealt with a lot of tragic things in her life. And my question to her was, how do we navigate showing up for our business in a season of grief? And her response was so impactful to me. And what she said was, we show up like a human being. And (laughs) that's so incredibly simple and yet so hard to do because we Mm -hmm. put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves that... Prevent us from actually being effective and making effective decisions as the leader of our businesses, our jobs, our roles, our home, ourselves. We just put ourselves in this box that is impossible to really get out of. And then, but being able to give yourself permission to see things differently and do things differently is huge.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To see things differently and do things differently. And on the topic of doing, you know, we've, we've mentioned the word effective a few times, and I, going all the way back to management classes in college, I remember learning about um, being an efficient and effective leader or an efficient and an effective manager. And somehow along the way, maybe it's just me, but I feel like a lot of times those two terms get really blurred, um, efficient and effective. Can you break down really quickly your thoughts on being an efficient and effective
2: leader? Yes. I'm so glad that you pointed out that they get flip-flopped a lot because from the outside, they do look very similar and they also contribute to success, right? And people are typically looking for them side by side. So breaking it down, like someone who is efficient is getting things done. They're checking something off of a list in a timely manner. They're either meeting expectations or exceeding them. This person is very reactive to what is needed in the moment and they are just like knocking it out, right? That is someone who is efficient. Someone who is effective is making an impact. They have to go back to, the root of that, meaning the bigger picture, the bigger vision. So that that word is effect, right? They are doing something that has affected something else in a positive way and contributing to the vision and the mission. So the effectiveness is the game changer. It's the pivoting. It's the shifting to the direction that you need to go. And it's all about being proactive and guiding the ship through the vision with your values. Okay. So
0: efficient is getting stuff done. For yes. some reason, I always picture somebody stuffing envelopes really quickly. Is that just me? <laughs> but when I, when I picture efficiency, I'm like, I picture somebody stuffing envelopes just real fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's funny because
2: fun fact, I used to do that. And it, it, I had a job in college where I was a, I was, I was, it was at some graphic design printing company, but I stuffed envelopes for political campaigns, local political campaigns. And I took it so seriously. And I was just like, bam, 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 bam. (laughs) So efficiency was very
0: important in that season of life. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so funny. When I think of effectiveness, I picture someone very carefully, like moistening the, the envelope I'm sorry. (laughs) And like slowly sliding at perfect angles, a piece of paper into the envelope. So that's my efficient and effective like mental picture is somebody stuffing envelopes really quickly and then someone very slowly and carefully stuffing an envelope because they're doing it really well.
2: And intentionally,
0: intentionally. and intentionally,
2: intentionally is the is the word here because it's somebody who puts so much care and intention into what they're doing, and it's not just based off of getting it done; it's based off of doing it well. To take it a step further,
0: I also picture the person stuffing envelopes super quickly as having like RBF, like super (laughs) like grumpy face, but the effective person who is slowly and carefully, like, stuffing the envelope has almost like this look of whimsy. (laughs) That That is is. ridiculous. But that's great visuals. (laughs) I picture the effective leader as being like this happy, nurturing person who's very, just very concerned about like, the, the people aspect, whereas the efficient person isn't really concerned as much about the people aspect as they are about getting things done. Again, this is all in my head. No one put this in like your (laughs) next, you know, leadership management exam.
2: Um, So how do you be both? I think it's less about how do we be both and more about knowing that we are both. And the leadership piece here is that as a leader the idea is that you know what comes before what and the idea of being able to prioritize those things and i just need to to say too that every single person listening to this is a leader in some way like it doesn't matter if you own a business or if you are the ceo cmo cfo it doesn't matter or the intern and- Or the intern, because at the end of the day, when we wake up in the morning, we're in charge of ourselves. And the best way that we can make impact in relationships with people, professionally or not, is by leading ourselves well. So when I say leaders, I'm talking to every single person listening to this. Um, So when we talk about being efficient versus effective and when do we do one or the other, The short answer is that a leader is effective first and efficient second. So effectiveness trumps efficiency. If you're on a team and you're a doer, like you are the person checking things off of a list, that's like the nature of your job. Efficiency is your job. That is what is expected of you. But when you are in leader mode, the expectations shift because you've been entrusted people or something of value. And that means that you're no longer looking to just check something off of a list and clock out. It's no longer black and white. We move towards this gray area where we have to inject support and wisdom and leadership over things that are really important to us. So the axis has shifted in, in your charge as a leader. I've worked with a lot of CEOs and they have been through a lot of business changes, industry changes, major life events, pregnancies, losses. There are so many things that they've been through over time. And the CEOs that have the least amount of impact from these outer things that they cannot control are the ones that are rooted in peace and their big picture mindset. They are the people that understand that it's not just about this moment of struggle or this moment of change or this moment of unknown. They know that this is bigger than that, that their business is bigger than that, that it's rooted in a mission and vision that far surpasses any industry changes. So that culture as a leader, being able to adopt that peaceful mindset that carries down to your people that carries down to And if it's not the people in your organization, who you lead, it's the people who you lead on a daily basis. It's the people who you lead in your home. And that is one of the biggest things I think that we forget is that it's not just our workplace. It's also in our home, because if I'm not leading myself, well, in all those areas, it's impacting the people who I impact. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh my goodness. That is so good. There were so many great things there. First, keeping your eye on the big picture rather than getting bogged down or letting inconveniences of all shapes and sizes drag you down because you're able to to keep your eye on the big picture um you know how exactly can we do that practically what does that look like because you know i think a a lot of times we will do the vision mission goal setting exercises and then they just kind of live in a binder in a worksheet or (laughs) they don't it doesn't really go anywhere or we'll have ideas about what we want to do for the year ahead And then we get lost in the hustle and bustle of the weeds. And so if so much about being effective first starts with keeping around that big picture, what does that actually look like?
2: Yes. So the balance between effectiveness and efficiency is to get clarity around that comes from your values. And it comes from your vision. So it comes from the values, the way that you live your life, the way that you operate, and the vision where you know you're going or where you see that you're going, where you want to be. So every day, your to-do list should be ordered not by the loudest thing, but by the highly valued thing. And that's like the first step. That's like this tactical thing of like, okay, every day I'm going to order my to-do list and the things that mean the most first and this very much ties into your teaching of the boulders, the big rocks, and the pebbles, making sure that those things are at the forefront of what you're doing and then things, other things work around that. So I have a couple of ways that I really recommend people trying to do this in their life. The first thing is to set boundaries. And I teach on boundaries because I feel like they put me through the ringer. I feel like I'm on this constant life journey to figuring out how to use them, why they're so difficult to implement. And it's just one of those things like if I am challenged with something, I make it my mission to figure it out. And so boundaries is something that is very near and dear to my heart because it's something that is absolutely necessary to protect the things that are important. So I recommend you set boundaries well and often. And to do it well means to set boundaries with empathy, not apology. So that means you don't apologize for setting your boundaries. Even if people don't like that you are setting that boundary, it doesn't matter. That's not a part of the equation because you can control you. You can't control them. So no sorries allowed. Also, no compromising your own boundaries because this is going to withdraw from you. It's like you withdrawing from yourself, okay? And as you're having these conversations with people and you're having to explain to them over and over and over again that you are not going to take calls after 5 p.m., you say, I understand that that is not in alignment with your schedule. However, this is what I have available so let's pick from these times. There's always a way to move past having to have those uncomfortable conversations by just stating the facts. You want to affirm the gray. I see and I understand that that is challenging. So affirm the gray, but act on the black and white. The black and white is that I don't have any availability past 5 p.m. Therefore, we have to pick another time, period. So it's, it's very, everything's outable too right? And if it's not figure outable, we need to evaluate how important it really is. You also don't want to allow people to share their negative energy that they may feel about your boundaries. And we don't want that to feed into how we treat ourselves or how we treat our own schedule, routine. We don't, we don't need to be reactive to other people's energy around that. So we have to make sure that we protect ourselves in that way, which leads me to the next thing, which is managing your energy. So I watched this TED Talk. It was very random, popped up on my Facebook. You know, you're like scrolling through and it shows you things that it thinks you will like. And so this one really caught me. It was a TED Talk of an ER nurse, and she talked about going from being in crazy mode to ready mode. And the first step that she shared was to relentlessly triage. So think about this in colors, right? Red is, everything is urgent. Red is urgent. You're bleeding. You need help right now. This needs you, need your attention now. Yellow, it's important. You know that it needs to be done, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not the loudest thing in the room, right? Green is, it's on the list, but it's not urgent. And then we'll go as far to say black, things that you have naturally put on your own plate that don't need to be on your plate and you just need to outsource or let it go. So as you think about those colors, You want to think about everything that's living rent-free in your brain, (laughs) and you want to triage those things based off of where they fall on that list. Now, again, not everything can be read. Not everything can be important. So we have to be able to distinguish what is actually just loud and what is actually really, really important and urgent for us to tend to. And that piece comes from your values. So if it is something that is compromising your values, you need to pay attention to it immediately. A misunderstanding between colleagues may not sound like a big deal, but if communication, clear communication is your like a part of your value system as a company or as a person, that is a big deal because that speaks to who you are as a person. That reflects on what people can expect from you and being consistent in that. So that is a very important thing. And as we kind of navigate all of these items that like live in our brain, that we're trying to figure out what comes first, again, going back to that question, what is right right now? The things that are right right now have to do with what is most important to us. And that should lie within relationships and people. There are things that are going to pop up for us that we have to take care of. And we absolutely should do that. But it should never compromise the things that are most important to us.
0: Yes. Oh, Jillian, that that was so rich. That was so helpful. All of it. I feel like we have so many different avenues to explore in our pursuit of showing up effectively first and efficiently second. So if someone is listening right now, and they want to really, they want to put this into action, that they want to take a step in the next week to become a more effective and efficient leader. You know, also, I want to throw out, so often they say efficient and effective in that order. We really should start the campaign to flip that to effective and efficient, because being effective should come first. So yes, that side note aside, what's one thing that anyone listening can do in the next week, one small action to become
2: a more effective and efficient leader? Well, I think that to answer that question, we need to touch on one more thing, which is building out a routine that honors these things about us and that honors the values that we've established for ourselves. And so I think in terms of building a routine We need to be able to categorize all of these things that come in. We need to be able to, I have a note here that says, you are not just a people, department, or task manager. You are an energy manager. (laughs) And it's true. We have to be able to take what is brought to us and evaluate it all the time. Is this more important than the other thing? What is right right now? What is most important in this moment? And being able to see outside of, the day-to-day type things and look at the bigger picture. And I honestly feel like something that somebody could do if they haven't already is decide what the big picture is, because that's not something that everybody does on a regular basis. Sometimes we think, okay, well, it's this next thing. I'm really just working to get to $10,000 a month. For three months in a row, or I'm just looking to get to this goal or milestone, or I'm just looking to get this promotion. But that's not really a big picture goal. That is a small thing that you will probably achieve and it will happen. But ultimately when we are in a nursing home someday and we are sitting next to somebody who is saying, what's the secret to a happy life? We're going to sit there and be like, loving on people, loving people well, giving myself permission to do things differently, giving myself permission, permission to break this generational issue that I had. And we can only do that when we live in the values that we have. And that value system is going to inform what that big picture looks like.
0: Jillian, I could not agree more. When it all comes down to it, It's letting our values lead the way. And thank you so much for everything that you have shared today about yourself, about how you do life, your thoughts on being that effective leader who knows when to be efficient, who is led by their values and keeps the big picture in mind Jillian, how can we continue to stay in touch with you, to learn from you, maybe even work with you if we need help in the way that you
2: support others? Tell us how can we keep in touch? Well, I am so grateful to be here. So thank you for having me and thanks for having this conversation with me because it's just been so great. You can find me on my podcast which is called The Grace-filled CEO and you can find it wherever you find podcasts and I have lots of conversations over there about all the things that we've talked about today, about leading a team well, about hiring a virtual assistant. We get down to the nitty gritty of that, what that looks like, how to do it well, and then also just helping each other grow as leaders. And so you could definitely find me over there. And you can also find me at my website, JillianDalberry.com, and then on Instagram at JillianDalberry. And I would love for you to connect with me over there.
0: Awesome. And we'll be sure to link all of that goodness over in the show notes for this episode. So y'all be sure to check that out. Jillian, again, thank you so much. I wish I could like reach to the screen and give you a big hug because this conversation was just like so much fun. Yes. (laughs) So good. And I hope you feel energized as we go our separate ways today to continue getting things done effectively. So Jillian, my friend, I look forward to staying in touch and I'll talk to you soon. Same here. Talk to you soon. And there you have it. Efficiency and effectiveness. The dynamic duo of leadership, no matter where you show up as a leader. If you enjoyed listening in on this conversation, I invite you to share this episode with someone else who'll love it, whether that's a member of your team, a coworker, or even your boss. You can find links to the productivity tools that Jillian mentioned, as well as links to keep in touch with her by visiting the show notes, which are at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 208. Thanks again for listening, my friend. I look forward to talking with you soon.